evening. Welcome back to We the People podcast. Uh, this is another good episode for you. But we'll start off with, the, of course, the Constitution with Amendment 7, trial by jury in civil cases. In suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. That is Amendment 7, trial by jury in civil cases, which is yet another one. Say that uh, Donald Trump would have been a civil case instead of a felony. He still has a right to a jury trial and the judge again still does not give him a jury trial even it's all in the it's all in the constitution the bill of rights it's a mess we'll be back Welcome back to We the People podcast. This is the second segment of tonight's episode. Jordan voted out as GOP speaker nominee after losing third round of voting. Jim Jordan has been ousted as being the Republican Party's nominee to be the new speak the new speaker of the House after losing even more support during the third round of voting. During the Friday vote, Jordan received his lowest tally yet, with 25 of the Republican colleagues voting against him. Jordan received only 194 of the 217 votes needed to win. With Republicans only having a slightly majority in the House, he could only afford to lose four votes from his peers. After the votes, GOP lawmakers met behind closed doors to, to reevaluate his nomination. Lawmakers were quick to ditch him and abandon the idea of a Jordan speakership. The conference voted to drop him in an 86 to 112 secret ballot vote. Former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy announced the news to the press. Unfortunately, Jim, jo- Jim Jordan is no longer going to be the nominee. McCarthy, when he was leaving the conference, we will have to go back to the drawing board. House Majority Leader Steve Solis announced that party will be starting over on Monday. Jordan made a statement after the secret vote. There he shared that the new Republican Speaker nominee will have his support. We need to come together and figure out who our Speaker is going to be, Jordan said. I'm going to work as hard as I can to help that individual so that we can go help the American people. It is important we do unite Let's figure out who that individual is, is, get behind him and get to work for the American people, he continued. It has been 17 days since the House has been without a speaker. On October 3rd, Kevin McCarthy was voted out in a 216-210 tally. His historic removal came as a surprise to many as no one had ever, ever been removed as Speaker of the House. Eight Republicans cited 
with the Democrats to remove McCarthy from power. Why in the world would any Republicans go ahead and decide to go along with Democrats? I don't know. That's just a mess in that part alone. Now we've been without a House Speaker of the House for 17 days. There's a lot that is going on. We have a budget that needs to be extended. We have, so that way, government officials and government workers throughout the country and world can get paid, which that's including our military. Our, um, to send help for uh, Israel. I'm not really worried about Ukraine. I think that should be a whole different matter that Europe should be putting more into that instead of us putting the amount that we're putting into it. It should be majority of them with us helping them out, not putting not putting the whole amount in. But be able to help out Israel, to be able to... The Congress is the one that enacts the military to be able to respond to wartime events. Not the president does not enact it. The president just puts them into motion with a plan. So definitely there needs to be a speaker and a speaker quick. We'll see if we get it. Good evening. Welcome back to We the People podcast. The next segment is Biden funding requests include $75 billion for Ukraine and Israel. President Joe Biden asked Congress for supplemental funding that totals $105 billion, which includes $60 billion to Ukraine and $14 billion to Israel. The Biden administration made the request on Friday morning, a day after the president gave his second primetime Oval Office address explaining why the aid was in, in the best interest of the United States. Over the coming weeks, the administration looks forward to continued engagement with members of both parties to reach a comprehensive bipartisan agreement to fund the government and invest in critical national priorities director of OMB Salander or Salanda Young said in the letter to Congress as part of the process the Congress has an opportunity and an obligation to advance our national security by addressing critical needs that should even by even that should earn bipartisan support the funding for Israel will be used to strengthen its air and missile defense systems such as the Iron Dome and Iron Beam, an energy laser weapon used in air defense. Additionally, the money would also be used to help make cutting-edge detection technology at the southern border and investigative capabilities to prevent cartels from tra traffic trafficking fentanyl into the United States. The Biden administration also said some of the aid will go to the Palestinian refuge in the West Bank and surrounding areas.
At the same time, we are also requesting support to provide life-saving humanitarian assistance for civilians impacted by the war in Gaza who have nothing to do with Hamas and, and suffering greatly as well. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on a press call Friday morning, this budget request will also help administration enhance em embassy security in Israel and and for neighboring embassies as we stay vigilant against threats to our personal personnel who serve our country every day overseas. Yeah, I'm glad that he's going to be giving money, but why in the world does Ukraine end up have end up being the one to get 60 billion while Israel only gets 14? Should be the other way around. Like I said, you got your the European countries that are right there, right by Ukraine. They're the ones that the most threat, and they're the ones that ain't doing anything. We're funding the whole Ukraine war. But that's a Biden thing again. If it was Trump that was in there, he would have done what he did before, telling him that they need to do pay pay their fair share. It's the same thing with this. They need to pay their fair share. Why are we funding the whole... Um, war over there for Ukraine when we don't have nothing over there besides trying to help help out Europe from being able to be over overrun if Russia takes out Ukraine but shouldn't they be worrying about their own countries obviously they don't care so why should we care well with Israel only get 14 billion when they're they need it more they have more to be able to do with. Again, let me go back to Ukraine. All they have is ground troops. They don't have anything else. Biden don't allow them to have anything else. And yet, somehow, miraculously, they're able to keep Russia at bay. How? When, again, Russia has an air force, ground troops, tanks, missiles. They have everything. Ukraine don't have anything but ground troops. Doesn't make any sense. Something just doesn't add up. But yet, we're going to give them 60 billion, 60 billion more. And then he wants to give money to the, pa the Palestinians. Yeah, okay, I know that there's a lot of Palestinians that aren't a part of the... Um, Hamas, but when you go ahead and send all that aid and money over there, is it really going to go to the Palestinian people that are in need of it, or is it going to be controlled by Hamas? It's not that hard to figure out. Hamas controls the country. They're the ones that are going to control all the supplies that are sent, food, medical supplies. Why are we funding both sides of the war? Why are we giving it to the good guys and why are we giving it to the bad guys? Is this really how dumb we are? Because, I mean, if people, if you guys can't see that they're, that we are trying to fund both sides of that war, does not make sense. Because that's, that's how it's going. Hamas controls Palestine. Palestine don't control Hamas and Palestine does not control Palestine. 
but yet we're gonna give it give her <laughs> we're gonna fund both sides yeah clear it clear them out and as you clear it out help out the people that are left there but just don't give it to them I don't know it's a uh, it's just uh, it's crazy Welcome back to We The People Podcast. This is our third and final segment for tonight. Letter from 2,000 actors, musicians blasted for accusing Israel of war crimes. Over 2,000 British actors and musicians in the United Kingdom have come together to sign a letter requesting for the termination of Israel's siege and bombing of Gaza. However, the letter met much backlash from public from the public for not mentioning the actions and acts of the th of terrorism by the Islamic extremist group Hamas who t attacked Israel on October 7th. Public figures who signed the letter included British celebra celebrities like Sweeten, Charles Dance, Steve Cogan, Miriam Marigolds, Peter Malone, Peak and in the letter, the UK celebrities claim that Israel airstrikes on Gaza and the government's decision to cut off food, waters, electricity, and fuel to the Palestinian people are equivalent to war crimes. In the letter, they condemned every act of violence against civilians and every infringement of international law, whoever participates them. However, the letter fails to mention how Hamas extremists killed over 1,400 Islams or Israels and took at least 200 others hostage since the start of the unprecedented attack. It also does not touch on claims regarding Israel children being tortured and killed and beheaded. More than 2,000 public figures signed the letter accusing the government of not only tolerating the war crimes by aiding and abetting them. The letter reads, we are witnesses, we are witnessing a crime and a catastrophe. Israel has reduced much of Gaza to rubble and cut off the supply of water, power and food and medicine to 2.3 million Palestinians. In the words of the UN's Under Secretary for for Humanitarian Affairs, the specter of death is hanging over the ter territory. Our governments are not only tolerating war crimes but aiding and abetting them. There will come a time when they are held to account for the complicity. But for now, while condemning. Every act of violence against civilians and every infringement in international law, how whoever participates them or obligations is to do all we can to bring an end to the unprecedented cruelty being inflicted on Gaza. 
We support the global movement against the destruction of Gaza and the mass displacement of Palestinian people. We demand that our governments and their military and political support for Israel's actions. I can't believe even the UN is a part of it. We should get out of that and not even be a part of that because Israel has the right to have, to defend themselves after being attacked on October 7th. I don't know what they see there. And also all these people, these actors and actresses that obviously don't look at what's, what's the truth. Because I'm sorry, whatever it was you the UK or even the United States, if we, if we were being bombed like that, like we were in 9-11, we would go right after them. Why is it that Israel doesn't have the right to do every possible means to try to get rid of the Hamas? You have to take their power away, literally and figuratively. And they want to condemn Israel, really? See what the world has come to and see what we've allowed by letting mainstream media tell all these lies instead of just sitting there telling the truth and letting the letting the people of the world come to their own conclusion no they make them have their their conclusion and it's right now falsely wrong thank you for listening uh you guys are Wonderful listeners, God bless you, God bless our men and women that serve in the military, the men and women in blue, the EMT, and our fire department. Good night, and see you on the next one.